Hello, family and friends. Excited here for day two with Apostles Dale and Dana Colbertson and founders of Gethsemane Church, and which is now Hope City Church at Evansville, now pastored by your son. Yes. Praise God. And we're so excited about having you here, and um, we'll go to the Lord. Father, we just thank you for these messages. We're hungry for what you have. Speak through them, Father. We, we choose to be an open vessel to receive what you have for us. In Jesus' name, Amen. Well, back to you. Well, you know, one of the things that he said, Apostles Dale and Dana Culbertson, uh-huh. and when some people hear that, they say, think it's being very pretentious, you know, to say you're an apostle. Because we understand there's the apostles of the Lord. There was 12 of them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But we also know that since then, there are men that have stepped into an apostolic anointing. Amen. And I believe that there are two kinds of apostolic anointings. There's one where you establish doctrine and things like that. And you see this with great men who teach and preach the word of God. Men that we, you know, that I respect, that I see them establishing truth. Brother Oral Roberts talking about the God is a good God. Mm-hmm. Believe it or not, that is earth-shaking thing for some churches because they you never know what God's going to do. Well, yes, you do. He, he's mm-hmm. good. He's yes, not going to do anything right. bad. Mm-hmm. Brother Hagen establishing the fact that faith is the way that we receive from God. That we receive Jesus by faith, we receive everything by faith. And different since then, there's men that have taught on prosperity, what that actually means. And it's not a Corvette, a Learjet, and a house by the lake. It's being able to have more than enough so to be a blessing to the body of Christ, a blessing to your family, blessing to around, to make a difference in people's lives. Yes. And for the church to actually fund things that need to be done for people that have need. Yes. So that's, what you know, and then there's apostles like me, and that we're called to encourage the saints and help pastors, that's right. and that's our principal role. And we know that. And when we talk about encouraging the saints, that didn't mean going, you're going to make it, you know, yes. but speaking the word and letting them know that there's somebody that stands on that word with them and stands in a place of agreement. Amen. So when I t- hear the term apostle for me, I think of somebody who's called along to help and to really help make a difference in somebody's lives. Amen. There's not a pretentious bone in my body, I don't think. Amen. And then I do know that what it means to serve and what we can do by our serving. Right. So Amen. that means a lot to me that, you, you know, the people out there here and know that we're not talking about, you know, we're some kind of superstars. Starting yeah. a new work or yeah. something. Yes. We are really just trying to be a blessing to the body of Christ in every way that we possibly can. Yeah. Now, with that in mind, there are things that take place in that. Just like we talked just the last time about being filled with the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Then we also realize that we start seeing that there's something that God really wants the body of Christ to do. And this is something that I feel that I must talk about. And I say it seriously. Is that the body of Christ has to start taking its place of authority yes. that he has given. Yeah. That means if you're a Christian... That God means for you to rule over certain things. not to, You're supposed to rule over your flesh. You're supposed to rule over um, the things that are under the curse. Things that are uh, sickness, poverty, and, and yes. lack Amen. are meant to be under the curse. So you're supposed to speak over it. You're supposed to bind things that are bound in heaven and loose things that are loosed on earth. You're supposed to deal with demonic forces and demonic attitudes and address them and place them under your feet. Yes. So these are things that we have to come in here. So that's what I'm, as part of my apostolic role, is to help the body of Christ 
come to a place of recognizing its position that God has given it. Yes, that's right. You know, and I've seen people over and over again miss out on this. They absolutely feel like God's got everything under control, which we understand that ultimately God's got things under control in the sense of the devil doesn't win. Come on. And that, you know, heaven's a real place. Hell's a real place. Right. Hell was created for the devil, not for man. That's and right. that, But men are going over there uh, doing it because they are rebellion against God. They don't see a good God. They see they've heard the God of the church, some churches, that teach that God's angry. Uh, God's an angry God. God's a vengeful God. God's yeah. this. And and we have to break that. Yeah. And that's part of my role in the, in the ministry. Mm-hmm. And then we see ourselves doing things that we know are a symbol of what God wants us to do. Part of it is learning to help the body of Christ is learning and teaching them to speak what God says about a situation. Mm-hmm. That we were created in the image and likeness of God. Yep. Yeah. And the image of that is, is that means that we are a spirit yep. like him. And the likeness means that we are speaking spirits just like he was. Yes. And we we talked about this before we got on air. Yes, he spoke the worlds into yes, existence. He did. And he started off with simply saying, light be, and it was. Yes, it was. And everything that he created, he spoke into existence, except mankind, which he formed. Mm-hmm. He spent extra yes, time with us. That's yes. right. And meaning that it's a shock to so many people. Everything that we see in the universe, everything around it, was meant for our pleasure, our understanding that we serve an awesome God who has done great things. I mean, the heavens out there declare his glory. One of my great quotes that I love to remember, he says, he measures the heavens with the span of his hand. And (laughs) there's two things to think about it. Either he's so huge that he can do it all at once, or there's another word that describes it, it's it's kind of funny, ubiquitous, and it means that he's so fast he can do it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> he can measure it nine inches at a time, boom, 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 yeah. like that. Yeah. And he can do either way. And that's the God we serve. Yes. And that's why we get excited, or I get excited, as you can tell. Come on. I get excited about this because I realize this is the way God intended for us to be as a church, to speak to the problems that we face, saying what God says about them, and knowing that that'll make a difference. Amen. That's good. That's good. Well, you know, as you're talking, I love the excitement. You know, we should be excited about things of God. You know, we don't want to go to a Christian that says, you want to be like me? I'm a Christian, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Face like a Missouri mule. Like yeah. Pastor used to say. yeah. We have the joy of the Lord. The joy of the Lord. And right. it's our strength. Amen. It is our strength. And that's something that people overlook. But I believe a lot of them have lost their joy because they failed to speak what he says. When you start speaking, you feel like you have some element of control. You're dealing with something. You're not a victim every time. You're coming in there saying, this, you know, this will not continue. This will not last. You know, I tell people all the time, good times will fail, bad times will fail, but the word of God will never fail. That's right. And his word, he said in John 6, 63, is spirit and life. Amen. So when we use the word of God as our spirit and life, we speak what he says about situations, circumstances, and there's plenty of places through the word of God that he shows us how to speak 
to circumstances, situations of life, experiences. One thing I've learned is I don't want to live off of other people's experiences. And I don't want to judge God's faithfulness off of what someone else's experience that they've had because of their lack of understanding of the truth of God's living word. So we have been given this power in our tongue, right? Out of Proverbs 18, 21. In the tongue is the power of life and death. And those who indulge in it for life or for death will eat the fruit of it. And so when I found that out in the word, I was like, oh my goodness, I've got to change what I'm saying. I've got to change how I'm talking because he has given us power. What are we doing with the power that we've been given? He says, in our tongue is the power of life or death. And I started saying that. What am I doing with the power that God has given me access to? To administrate his victory, his will, his purpose, and his plan in the earth. Yes. We're out of time for today. If one of y'all would pray for our listeners. Father, I thank you so much for your love and your mercy toward us. I thank you, Father, that when you created us, you formed us. You formed us. You put special attention on what you wanted to do with us. You made us in your image and your likeness. You made us spirit beings who are to speak. So, Father, I thank you that we are learning to speak what you say about any situation we face, and we say it with confidence, Father God, knowing that if we speak your word, we have your agreement. We thank you for it now in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. We're looking forward to tomorrow, folks. Uh, We sure do love you all. Please go talk to someone about Jesus today. And remember, Jesus thought about you on the cross at Calvary, and he's coming back soon.